All right, everybody, welcome to BO Boys for Wednesday, September 20th. Fuck it. It's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. And Clayton, I was sick this weekend. Let's get to it. You know, mm-hmm. I was under the weather. I was unable to perform on the microphone, and that is why we are a little late. I'm not too proud to admit it, but we are here, and because we were a little late, Today's going to be, uh, for the listeners who have been with us since the beginning, before we went two days a week, we used to do one episode a week, and it was always double, uh, you know, double purposed, where we would recap the previous weekend and then preview the next weekend all in one episode. And that's what we're going to do here today. Yeah. So I, I, we were, you know, before we got on mic, we were at BOHQ. Yep. And I said to Pat, oh, wait, I have to plow. Yeah, you have to plow. You you don't, we're not just looking ahead. We still have to look backwards at this haunting in Venice debacle. Wow. Not to give, you know, not to give away the goat here, but it was a debacle and we're going to get into it. So we still got to talk this opening weekend of a haunting in Venice before we wow. could get to previewing Expendables 4. So there is there is a lot a lot to get through this this episode. So it's going to be jam-packed. Do you remember when this show started, we also would end every episode with just doing a box office history of an actor. That was that was a segment. We, we yeah, used to really we load it up at the beginning. We did. We definitely did. Now we disperse it evenly. Mm-hmm. It's but, a better way to do it. But not today. Um, today it's all in one. So, yeah, Clayton, I think it's time to give a plow for this ancient box office weekend of Friday, September 15th, was it? Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah. yeah. The 15th. Number one, in a shocker, mm-hmm. The Nun 2 made $14.5 million, down 55%. It added 15 theaters. It's at $56.3 million in its second weekend. Number two, A Haunting in Venice, made $14.2 million in its opening frame. Number three, The Equalizer 3 made $7.2 million, down 40%. It lost 437 theaters. It's at $73.6 million in its third weekend. Number four, My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3 made $4.7 million, down 53%. It added 28 theaters. It's at $18.6 million in its second weekend. And number five, Barbie made $3.8 million, down 33%. It lost 269 theaters. It's at $625.9 million in its ninth weekend of release. That is your top five. Wow. So, and and Clayton, is this coming weekend going to be the weekend where Barbie gets IMAXs? Is that happening? Yes, the 22nd, uh, which is this weekend. Interesting. Uh, getting an IMAX release. An IMAX. Okay, so we will we'll chat about that when we have to do our preview. But very interesting that Barbie's hung around at number f- number five and has a good chance of spiking for probably one last time this mm-hmm. coming weekend. So, I mean, the Nun two is number one, but the big story here is, I would say, the complete flopperoo that was this third Perot. Can I finish? Agatha Christie adaptation of Haunting in Venice. I mean, $14.5 million losing in its opening weekend or 14.2. Two, yeah. And 
either way, coming in second in its opening weekend to the second weekend of the Nun, this is a disaster. Okay, I mean, no, you, okay. you okay. no, obviously it's a disaster. Okay, obviously, because okay. I mean, when you look at what the first one did. And then if we're given the second one a mulligan, which we're, I don't think we should. I think you got a Super Bowl weekend. It's Army Hammer and, and Russell Brand. And, you know, just we'll, we'll leave it at that. I, I, I said this a week ago that you got to yes. give a mulligan to a movie that has Russell Brand in it. And now more true than ever. But, I mean, I think that movie has a mulligan because it's got the haunted cast. It's got the stained cast that could not have draw on anyone and it was a COVID delay and it came out Super Bowl weekend. It was a dump. This haunting in Venice, this third one was supposed to be an uptick. It was supposed to be a rebound and it did what the same as the other one. Well, here's, and I don't want to be the Venice defender. Okay. Right. But you are. I don't want to be that guy. Mm. I don't want to be the Pixar hater and the Venice defender. That's not what I want to be known on the internet for. Right. But your kid loves this one. That's what you're saying. Oh, how dare you? Uh, It just got, that just made me so angry. I knew it would. So uh, this movie is a horror movie, right? It has horror elements to it. Now, it might not be a gore fest. It might not be a slasher. It might not be something... That's a gross out or gruesome, but it was going up against another horror movie, The Nun, which held way better than we expected. And, you know, 55% drop is for any other sort of movie is not great, but for a horror movie, that's really good. And so I do think there was an element of The Nun stealing a little bit of this thunder. Because I know the age groups aren't the same. The Nun is skews younger. And Venice was skewing older. But I do think that the strength of the nun did kind of cut into and cannibalize a little bit of Venice because that, I mean, that's, that's one of the reasons why this movie didn't do as well. And it did open a little bit higher than the last one, which we're giving a mulligan to officially. A little bit. That one had Army Hammer and Russell Brand. True. But also this one. You got to understand that negative there. This one had almost zero star power except for Michelle Yeoh in her post Oscar performance. But what does that mean nowadays? I mean, a post Oscar performance back in the day meant something nowadays. Nobody cares. So, you know, that that's that I think the star power here. And then Tina Fey is in this who, you know, her star has waned. It has. So I, 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 I just don't really. And even though, you know, the biggest show, on cable and streaming and now broadcast is Yellowstone. The young woman from Yellowstone, I don't think is putting the butts in the seats. Kelly Riley. You don't think Kelly yeah. Riley? Well, she was competing against herself because then listen, we're not streamo, huh? And we're not TV critics, huh? But CBS is, is airing Yellowstone now on yeah. the CBS network. So if people want to see Kelly Riley, they could see her at home. They don't have yes. to go to a theater to see Kelly Riley. Also, I don't think most people know her name and would go see a movie. They know Beth from Yellowstone. Or if anything, yes. they know the, you know, the 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 crazy 
the crazy person from Yellowstone. Well, we, that's well, what they come know. on, watch it, watch it. Watch uh, it. Uh, I know what? you're sick, but let's not, you know, what? let's be careful. Let's be careful. Uh, so I don't think there's anyone in the in that Haunting in Venice cast who matters. Like Tina Fey could still matter to some degree in a comedy. Possibly, no. possibly. But probably no. not because comedies don't matter. But I think yeah. she definitely doesn't matter in anything that is not a comedy. Mm-hmm. And I think we've seen that. And like a pure comedy, you know, not yeah. even the this is where I leave you sort of like dramedy. She means nothing in anything other than basically a her and Amy Poehler vehicle that that's where she meant something at one time, but she definitely yes, doesn't mean you... anything as the dramatic protagonist in a, and, and you listen, this is a fake horror movie. You know, you're saying the nun is competition. I think the problem with haunting in Venice is this is a movie that appealed to no one because horror fans never bought. This as a horror movie. And older people don't want a horror movie. Well, why is it not a horror movie? Is it because it's a Scooby Doo situation? Listen, that like there's a fake I, fake ghost. Is that I, they they take it off and it's like the guy who runs the carnival? I haven't seen this, so it can't be a spoiler. But okay. I assume what you just said is what happens in this movie. I okay. I think there is almost no chance there is real supernatural elements in haunting in Venice other than maybe at the end of the movie, they reveal who the fake ghost was. Like you said, they pull the mask off and it's the old man who runs a carnival and Perot. Can I finish says I solved the case. There was never a ghost. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, his like car starts without him putting the key in and he's like, Oh, but maybe there is a ghost. And that's how the movie ends. There'll be like one beat at the end where a dish moves slightly and then the audience is like whoa maybe there is a ghost but otherwise there is no way this is a supernatural movie no way there is no slasher in this movie and there's no demon in a haunting in venice and it's not a spoiler because i've not seen it so this is sort of a stolen valor situation yes when it comes to horror stolen horror i guess you could say yes Yes, this is this is going out and wearing a Freddy mask when you haven't gone through basic training and you haven't earned that Freddy mask. That that's what's okay. going on here. Yeah, yeah. Haunt, haunting in Venice is is stolen horror, and the Gorehounds knew it. And so, oh. I I don't think that this movie really lost out because of the Nun, because I don't think any horror fans ever considered this an option. Yeah. Uh, I mean, okay, so my very tepid defense of this film seems to have not held up under scrutiny. So, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. I was a little bit early in saying there's not going to be a Nun 3 because of this good hold. Yes, let's get into that Nun nun 2 hold. I mean, it's... But but what I was going to say is Mm. uh, I do think we saw the last of Perot in a theatrical release right yes if detective perot asks, can i finish the studios all answer yes you have finished you are finished it's you can finish and you did finish with this film yes i mean in a world where the streamers were just making anything constantly and just churning out garbage nonstop. 
you could see a world in which he starts making Agatha an Agatha Christie TV show with this character. But I mm-hmm. think we're past that. I, I I don't think even that's an option. But I definitely do not think there will ever be a Kenneth Branagh starring directed fourth Agatha Christie adaptation in movie theaters. I just no, I mean, but it could that. go streamo. I mean, I do think he Branagh's not Branagh's not going to do a TV show. But I do think if there's some money there to make a movie, he will. I, I mean, this this thing has enough. People could it be know. crackle could could he find his home on crackle well what studio is this uh it's fox right it started as as 20th century fox so now it's 20th century via disney so then it would be a disney it would be a hulu movie yeah it could be that but i feel like i i feel like they've already been burned by this twice so I don't know what the right situation, if they could just but, say, but, you know what, take this to crackle and, but, and leave us alone. Look, we live in a world where, and I'm not going to say that Perot is the equivalent of Transformers or G.I. Joe. Mm-hmm. I mean, but look at, you know, Paramount, not letting G.I. Joe die, not letting Transformers die. I mean, nothing will die. So this can continue in some capacity. Like, I would not say we are seeing the last of uh, Kenneth in this this role. I'm just saying theatrically we've seen the last of it. And and, yeah. and, and for for us, if it ends up on a streamer, if it ends up on Hulu or Disney+, Plus, that doesn't matter to us. Well, so yes. effectively, we, mm-hmm. it's dead. This is a dead IP theatrically. At least for the next 15 years, if they start doing, you know, if they do an Orient Express 20 years from now, it's not going to star Kenneth Branagh. No, no, no. It'll be someone else's vanity project that also probably will not work. Although the first one was a hit, but that was because of Johnny Depp. And I think they've never had a star at that level in either of these movies since. And that's pretty much been the problem. And if they make a fourth one, you know, we're going to talk later about Expendables 4. And I think you could look ahead and a fourth Detective Perot movie would have a very similar cast to an Expendables 4. You know, uh, yeah. uh, 50 Cent Jackson could very well be in uh, a fourth Agatha Christie adaptation alongside Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. Uh, Streamo. Streamo. Oh, Streamo for sure. And I, I now, do think Crackle puts a bit in. Now, going back to The Nun. Yes. Okay. So we got a great write-up by one of B.O. intern, junior intern, Jack. Mm-hmm. Kind of breaking down this compared to the last one. Last one dropped 66%. Now, obviously, that opened in the 50s. Right. Right. And But it had a better hold than the re- Insidious The Red Door, which went down 60 percent yeah and it stands now at 56.5 insidious was at 58 meg 2 was at 54.2 yeah so if none two legs out like insidious it could get to 80 million which would be a success for this none i mean and we would see none three then we would definitely see more of this none yeah we did right off this none too quickly because 
I think we both thought this was going to have a massive drop. We we thought mm-hmm. people had gotten all they wanted out of the nun with the first one and didn't care anymore. But yeah, this is a great second weekend hold for a a movie that in its second weekend and for specifically a horror movie. So this movie getting to 70 or 80 million, which it seems like it's definitely going to happen, is mm-hmm. a full on success for yeah. sure. So I mean, is the nun Freddie? No. Is the nun Jason? No. no. Is the no. nun uh Mike Myers? Pennywise, no. Mike Myers. No, no, no. Is the nun Annabelle? Is the nun Chucky? Maybe. Maybe. Chucky and Annabelle are two different ones. I mean, it, if you're talking Annabelle, she's dolls. only had two movies. Uh Chucky's had many, many subsequent movies. I, I think if you're if you're asking, is she Chucky, that's still up to debate. Yeah. She's already Annabelle. She's had two. Annabelle's had two. Other than, you know, appearing in some of that conjuring beforehand. Right. Annabelle's only had two. Okay. And the nuns appeared in other stuff too. So the nun, the nun's already Annabelle, but the nun could make a run for that second, third tier of horror franchise characters. Mm-hmm. You know, 80 million for the second one. A third one gets made in a couple of years, does 60, 70 million, and these budgets stay low, which they're going to because these are not star-driven movies. I mean, you're looking then at something that, hey, maybe these nun movies get to a saw number mm-hmm. down the road. So that that's uh, good for this nun. Good for this nun. We wrote this nun off way too soon. Yep. Yep. Uh, do we want to talk a little bit about Equalizer? Yeah, go for it. Okay, I mean, so save this, this is yeah, this is from Jack. So uh, a great hold, solid after that really bad second weekend drop, which I do think had a lot to do with football. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, but it's pacing behind the predecessors, right? Yeah. So. And Jack is giving it a very slim chance to go over a hundred million, like the others have. Ninety to ninety-five is within reason. And he had a great point here. Expendables four is going to cut into this audience mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because you know I don't think we have high expectations for Expendables four. We'll get to that when we do our preview. But I do think that that is a crossover audience. The mm-hmm. oldster action, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not going to make the hundred. It's mm-hmm. not going to make the hundred, but I mean, this movie making a hundred was always such a great number that this mm-hmm. kind of movie making 80, $90 million crossing that 90 million. That's such a success for Denzel because this is a movie that relies only on people wanting to see a Denzel Washington movie. That is the one reason why anyone would see equalizer three or any of these equalizer movies so this is 90 million dollars worth of tickets sold purely for people who want to see denzel washington yes yes because in the hands of another actor this this franchise does not do what it's doing yeah oh no i mean in the hands of another actor and, and listen we love jerry butler and he's a star at a level but in the hands of another actor, these are Jerry Butler movies. These are movies yeah. that that are 
are ending up at 30, 40 million dollars and you know have which to is do well overseas, which is great at that level. But Denzel is taking movies and Antoine Fuqua. I mean, I think he's a movie star director and obviously he's Denzel's guy, but he's a guy who directs bigger action movies than the kind oh, of yeah. movies that Gerard Butler would be in, or like we'll see an Expendables movie. But they elevate what otherwise is just guy walking around punching people movies, which you put someone else in a guy walking around punching people movies, it's going to make 20 million maybe, you know? Although we have mentioned that this is also a horror film because he is a slasher character. And so the brutality of these films are at a different level than your Jerry Butler, most of your Jerry Butler movies. I mean, this Equalizer character is basically if Jason was good. They they are for sure. And that's a great element when you watch these movies. But the marketing never leans into that. You know, they, they, they no, no. The, the Equalizer movies have never cut that trailer where you see Denzel peering from behind a window or mm-hmm. sneaking up from someone. And then there's a quick cut and there's a scream. You know, they, they don't. Yeah. They don't really market to the gore hounds, even though these movies end up when you do watch them, they are very much horror movies from a certain perspective, Yeah, which a lot of action movies in retrospect end up being because it, it ends up being often many, many people who are probably very iffy on why they came into work that day or what their task really is being offed by, you know, whether it's Stallone, Bruce Willis. Dolph Lundgren, Denzel Washington, Keanu, Keanu, like action movies are often filled with people who would be horror movie victims from, from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's say, is there anything else in this top five? I mean, Greek wedding at 18 drop 53%. I mean, I don't think this is going to be a going concern. It probably will make like 25 maybe. Yeah, I mean, you really just next- kind of uh just this seems to be an advertisement for its Hulu and or Disney Plus release. Yeah. And and that's the thing, which is you know, fine. When we talk about Haunting in Venice being a disaster, which is not, you know, listen, it opened at 14 million. That's not a disaster, disaster. And my big fat Greek wedding is now at 18. The thing is, it is much better that all of these movies opened in movie theaters and sold popcorn Mm -hmm. and sold some tickets for these theaters rather than being made at the same cost and going straight to Streamo. My big fat Greek wedding three has done more good for this world than Enchanted 2. Oh, 100%. A movie that does not register as existing to most people. No. Amy Adams came back. Came back to play. Not not for a cameo. Amy Adams didn't do a cameo in Enchanted 2. She comes back and plays the lead role every scene of that movie. And that movie is less valuable to humanity than A Haunting in Venice. Yeah. And it's not even close. It's not even close. No, no, no. There's, there shouldn't even be a conversation. No, no. Hocus Pocus 2 did way less, way less for the children of this world than Expendables 4 is going to do this weekend. 
Mm-hmm. And, and we'll get to it. Expendables 4 maybe opens in single digits. Who knows? That movie still will have done more for the kids of this world than Hocus Pocus 2 did dropping on Disney Plus last October. And that's now, bef- a, a competition. Now, before we get to this Expendables 4, I know you wanted to mention a movie that opened in very limited release. Yeah. That I've been seeing ads in New York City for. Mm-hmm. And on TV, you know, and when I say TV, you know, the interstitial ads in between my YouTube essay videos that I watch. Yep. Dumb Money, which opened in eight theaters and made only $220,000. And this was a a per screen per theater average of $27.6 million. So this movie did not... If it averaged $27 million a screen, it would be an all-time blockbuster. Yeah, $26,000. I'm sorry. I'm so used to seeing big numbers that these small numbers look like dumb money to me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Now we got it. Yeah. So what's going on with this movie, Pat? Yeah, I mean, this is a Sony Pictures movie. It's an Oscar hopeful, I think, in the sense of possible acting awards. You know, they're thinking maybe we get America Ferrer, Paul Dano, though some of the actors in this cast, some supporting nom nom noms. And they had hopes for this movie. It was supposed to platform over a couple of weeks, go wide October 13th. I think now they've changed that schedule to get it further away from the opening of Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, the movie. But this was a movie that was going to make its bones with a huge per screen average on the coasts. And then you'd get Mm -hmm. word of mouth. You'd get, oh, my God, the B.O. boy said this thing did $100,000 per screen in eight theaters. Does does a real happen in here? I'm just a plain Billy living in the stacks, but I got to go see this. You know, you would have got that type of word of mouth in the next few weeks. And that's not going to happen when a movie does $27,000 per theater in a theater. So that's not the word of mouth you're going to get. And listen, I am going to fully chalk this up to being a casualty of the the Screen Actors Guild strike. You know, this was a movie that needed heavy promotion from its star-studded cast. You know, Leo's not in this movie, sure. There's Joker's not in this movie. But it's one of those movies that has like eight famous people in it. You mm-hmm. know, Seth Rogen, Paul Dano, Pete Davidson. Say what you want about Pete Davidson, but a lot of people listen to what he's got to say. America Ferrer. These are all very famous actors who would have promoted the hell out of this movie and let people know it exists. And I think because they can't, they can't even Instagram post it. They can't do no. anything. And it struck work. You you can't talk about struck work. Yeah. And and you're obviously in bad standing with SAG, not because you're a scab, but because you haven't paid your dues in years and years and years. I I actually, not years and years and years, pre-COVID. Okay. I just got a telephone call from them, actually. Okay. Yeah. I'm dodging calls from them now. Wow. Oh, about that. Listen. They they didn't ask you to strike outside of the Drew Barrymore show. They they asked you no, 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 no. They were like, listen- we need some funds. And yeah, yeah. I was like, didn't answer the phone. 
Wow. So that that's God. That's not a good sign. That that's pretty dire. If the, if these actors are like, we need money from Clayton to be mm-hmm. able to pay our rent. That's rough. So hopefully these studios pay up soon because once the phone calls start going to Clayton for money, then you're in you're in a bad way. Yes, the the water has run dry, my friends. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, what do you think? Do you think that's a valid reason for why this movie tanked you in know, its opening limited release? Yeah, and I also think it's not just the promotion of saying it's coming out. I think this is a movie that needs explaining. Mm. Like it's a movie that's concept needs explaining. They yeah. need to tell everybody who will listen what this movie's about. Yes. Because it's not called GameStop Bros. It's not yes. called, you know, and even if it was, what were there apes? I don't know. There was something with apes there, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, you know, there, I don't know the lingo. There's but, no there's no title of this movie that's super self-explanatory to a general audience. If you called it the GameStop Bros, if you called it Ape Money or yeah. Going Ape, I think Going Ape. Going Ape might have just been a better title because people would have been confused and thought it was like a Congo type situation. But either way, yeah. you're right. No one would know what this means. And so I do think, and listen, if it was directed by somebody they knew as well, like if you had, oh gosh, I'm forgetting his name, the gentleman who did. Martin Scorsese. Uh, well, Martin Scorsese, of course. But the the gentleman who did the big. Uh, Christopher the, Nolan. No, no, no. Um, geez, I'm I'm blanking because it's it's not the day we normally do this. Right, Quentin Tarantino. Uh, no, no. The the comedian turned director who did uh, uh used to do the movies with Will Ferrell and now does Adam McKay. And like, Adam, Adam McKay. McKay. Yeah. Yes, I'm yes, sorry. Yes. Adam McKay. Yes. If this was Adam McKay's dumb money, mm-hmm. then maybe you get. You get by on that, but this concept needs to ex- be explained. It's not a superhero movie. It's not based on a video game that people already know. Right. It's a story that just happened, and so you know, recently, and movies like this don't normally get made until like five years down the road. Right, so that's right. also a quick turnaround, which could confuse people. They're like, it can't possibly be about that. Right. Right. It's right. got to be something as how slow Hollywood moves. It's got to be something six or seven years ago. Right. Right. So, or, or honestly set in the seventies. Exactly. So I do think there's a level of explaining, you know, they have explaining to do now yeah. that I would do a, I love Lucy. You know, I do a, uh, you know, Lucy, you've got explaining to do. If I could do that, I'm on strike, obviously in bad standing right. actor, in bad standing on strike still. Right. So you Still, can't do a Desi Arnaz impression because you stand with your striking brothers and sisters at SAC. Yes. Stand, you know, yeah. I, I stand firm with them. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, that's, I think, the, the, they the benefit of doing- They could use your back dues, though. They could use that. Yeah, you know, a lot of people could use the money I owe them. A lot of Very people true. could. So if that's Very. the argument, then get in line, folks. Right. But what I'm saying here is that that's what's keeping this back more than anything. It's great for America to eat the hot wings. And we, you know, we had, we're going to do our video about, you know, our our episode about who eats the hot wings and who doesn't have to eat the hot wings. We're going to do that. We're getting the names. People are sending the names. Thank you for the names. Thank you for the names. And, you know, America in that, in Barbie, biggest movie, one of the biggest movies ever, right? Still isn't at the level where she doesn't eat the hot wings. 
if this movie would have been huge and then she has another movie, maybe she doesn't have to eat hot wings at this level. She's got to eat the hot wings and explain this movie while eating hot wings. And the fact that she cannot do that means that there's many people who do not know what this movie is even about. Well, the, so much of the promotion in this movie probably would have been quirky, fun explainer videos. You know, this was made for a wired YouTube channel. Hey, this is everything you need to know about the ape Gamergate dumb money mm-hmm. scandal told to you. I don't think Gamergate was connected to this. I don't think that's something else, but you know, whatever. And uh, GameStop, GameStop. Yes. Gamergate yeah, was GameStop. something else. Um, but you would have had Paul Dano and America Ferrer or uh, listen, you would add Seth Rogen everywhere. I, I think in the end, that's what Seth Rogen, Pete Davidson, not being able to promote this movie is such a crushing blow for this movie. That is why you mm-hmm. create these six to 10 famous people in a cast type movies, because you just get all these people out there on their channels and on different shows promoting it. So I mean, we'll we'll obviously track this as it expands. This was only eight theaters, um, but so here's I think the, the dates. strike thing is a, is is an issue. So here's the dates for its expansion. This weekend, it's going to have a moderate expansion. We don't know exactly what that means at the moment. And then on the 29th, wide expansion. So this is platforming. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we'll see how this does against. Saw X, Paw Patrol, right. the creator. Right. I mean, there's some competition here. Exorcist Believer, and then of course Taylor Swift, the Eras tour the movie. So it's it's good. Well, but be I was I was counting the weekend it actually gets released. Got it. Which got is it, the twenty ninth. Exorcist doesn't get released until the sixth. Oh, so all so, of those movies are the twenty ninth. Creator. Dumb Saw money. and Paw Patrol. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 Big weekend. All right. So that is, I think, the only stuff we have to talk to about what's already happened. You know, mm-hmm. everything else is pretty much doing what it had been doing the few weeks before. Um, I think nothing's standing out. Bottoms sunk, not sunk, but bottoms now out of the top 10. It's sniffing 10 million. It's at 9.8 yeah. total. So the bottoms is sniffing that 10 million. So. That's looking like now a cult movie yes. uh, in the sense of the beginning of something. I do still think that that collective, that group of creatives is going to do something big. It's just not this one. No, no. I, I listen, it, I mean, the movie I'm going to say, Bottoms has made infinitely more money in its box office run than this comp I'm going to say. So already it's a bigger success than that. But Bottoms could be in that wet hot American summer okay. type of 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 situation where this is a oh, movie for sure. that ten years from now comedy fans are saying this was my movie this mm-hmm. is the funniest thing to me you know you can't I, I'm not gonna let you into my dorm room tonight if you're not a fan of Bottoms you know that oh. that type of movie where like Women. if you don't think Bottoms is funny then you know, with this hookup ends here. That's oh, I was of, just gonna say, yeah, women saying, I will not have relations with you, yes, if you have not seen and loved bottoms, yes, 100. That, that that is a definite possibility, yeah, yeah. I think this movie has earned that. Which, 
listen, that's worth $10, $20 million in box office run in the long term when you hit that level. And here's the thing. It's going to be that cult classic because it went to movie theaters first. As small yes. of a box office run as Wet Hot American Summer had, and obviously that's a movie that caught fire on DVD and rental more than I would mm-hmm. say even cable. But the small amount of money that it made in theaters, the fact that it was actually in theaters was a reason why it was able to be taken seriously as a cult movie. So again, you got to put movies in theaters, even if it's just for it to become a cult classic, you can't sleep with me unless you've seen this movie type of movie. Yes. Um, All right. Should we look ahead? Should we look ahead? Yeah, Yeah, we got it. Expendables four. Okay. Yeah. So this is a franchise that has been dead for close to 10 years. If yes. you can believe it. Yes. On the way. Last one. Fully on the way. Last movie was 2014. Mm-hmm. So let's do a little history of the Expendables, right? Sure. 2010, first Expendables comes out. Opening weekend, $34.8 million. Domestic total, 103. Great. Fantastic. T- two years later, Expendables 2. Opening weekend, 28.5. Total domestic, 85 million. Love it. Great. I mean, not as big as the first one, but still strong. Yes. And, and worldwide uh, made more than than uh, the first one did. I mean, overseas, yes. that movie just exploded. It got to 311 worldwide. It's incredible. Well, Sly has always been popular worldwide. When you look at his worldwide yes. numbers, I mean, the guy is just Baffa Bobo over there. I yeah. mean, and domestically too, but especially when you look at some of the movies that he did that did not do so well domestically, they still make Baffa Bobo overseas. They yeah. love Sly over there. Yeah. I would bet the specialist and his big veiny butt did Baffa Bobo overseas. Yeah. Expendables 3, 2014. Opening weekend, 15.8. Here's what's terrible. Domestic total, $39.3 million. Absolute cratering. Now, oofa doofa D. Let's give a little history lesson for people who forget this. And I know, you know, uh, past and future guest Scott Mendelson, when I joked about this, he laughed mm-hmm. and scoffed at it a little bit. But there was a piracy issue with this third movie. Okay. Which it got released early, leaked to the internet. Mm. And the people behind this movie, and Sly Stallone especially, said that is why this movie did so bad. Is because these hardcore fans, these rabid fans who made the first two big hits, could not wait to go to the theater. They had to watch it at home and they watched it over and over again and they were satiated by it. So they didn't have to go to the theater. Now, of course that's a little bit hyperbolic. He didn't say satiated, I'm sure, but that was the spin because it was spin because this, this franchise had sort of really expended Mm. its, hipness and its power and the nostalgia factor over those first two movies. And yeah, we had Wesley Snipes fresh out of jail for the third Mm -hmm. one, which I was very excited about. 
And I believe, was that the one that had Mel Gibson as the villain? I think Mel Gibson. Did Harrison Ford ever end up in one of these? He was, was he in the, in the one? second one. I, I think he in was the in the second, second one. one. I mean, I do distinctly remember, you know, the joy of these early movies. Because I distinctly remember, it must have been the second one, the 2012 Expendables 2, where after we saw it with, with several of our compatriots, mm-hmm. we were standing in the lobby for about an hour, rattling off who yes. could be in future movies. And then, of course, you get to the point where you're saying, uh, you know, Mr. T is going to be in these, and you're saying that uh, – uh, uh, you know, you're you're going to have, uh, I don't know, who you're going to have Neil Armstrong will be in them and you're going to have Spuds McKenzie will be in an Expendables movie. You know, you start to get to that point of like who is the most absurd D-movie actor like a Spuds McKenzie that could be an Expendable. Yeah. And that's not a good Alf. long – Alf. Is Alf going to be in an Expendables movie? And that's not a good – long-term vibe for a franchise when people are starting to say when is webster going to be in one of these movies Mm -hmm. you know and i think after the first two that's all people thought about with these expendables movies is what is the shock stunt casting that you could do And, and i i think this was a franchise that after the first and the second one there just isn't a real sheen to these movies no and i and i do think yes so the third one was the mel gibson as the villain and i yeah i do think that it had waned and did the piracy cut into it at all i don't know because i I think i feel like back then it was like if you were gonna go see this movie you were gonna go see this movie i just think like you said it's sort of lost its luster very quick because those movies came out in such a succession that if they would have been five years apart, then it would have felt more special than churning it out every two years. Yes, yes, yes. So one note, I I, I think we shouldn't go too hard into this Expendables 4 because we're going to talk a lot about this movie when it comes out on on, uh, this weekend with our huge special guest, which we'll announce at the end of this episode. we got a huge special guest next episode. But, you know, something that we got a great email from Wannabe Boy Austin. And yes. he gives us both sides of this movie. And on the sort of positive, he does say, is this, was this Austin who says this? Um, uh, no, no, I, actually Austin seems to be very, anti this this the possible success of this movie slides just an extended mm-hmm. cameo statham is coming off the pretty subpar meg two um the film's big get is megan fox an actress that uh austin couldn't care less about so yeah when you look at this movie and he does say that comps it's a plane the gerard butler movie from last january which only got to 30 million domestic which is such a bad comp and then austin does bring up this is exactly the type of movie that the nfl is a huge problem for and Mm -hmm. people are going to watch the nfl they're not going to go see expendables for i mean i think that's the big thing this movie doesn't look like it has a big get you know we both watched the trailer and it's a lot of megan fox and it's a lot of 50 set okay yeah let's get into this 
Those now, seem to be the stars of this film, along with Statham. But honestly, Fifty Cent has the most screen time in the trailer. So Fifty Cent has been in the Stallone orbit since Escape Plan, that series of movies. He was in Escape Plan, and then he was in the second one, I believe, when Stallone was just a sort of cameo. So they have a working relationship, it seems like. But when you're talking about the core audience for Expendables, and I would say we are the core audience. We are the sort of guys who grew up with the Schwarzeneggers, with the Stallones, with the Van Dams, with the Harrison Fords, the people who were in the first two. Right. And now when you replace it with 50 Cent. Right. A a musician who is at this point a footnote to me and somebody whose acting career I have not followed, although he is, he, you know, I guess he produces or is in powers, which was a big show. Okay. He's involved in something TV wise. And of course we don't care about TV. Okay. Huh? huh? But to me, the heaviness of the presence of 50 cent, is a turnoff to me. He is somebody I actively avoid in entertainment choices. Okay. Because he is not a action guy. He is not the core sort of person I want to see. Statham is. Stallone is. You know, uh, to, to, to an extent, like, I guess Megan Fox, she's pivoted to action which is good for her good but for pivoted her. to to d straight to video action movies like megan it's, it's not like megan pvod fox is, action yes yeah, she's, right. she's the female frank grillo at this point yeah it's not like megan fox has had that one big action hit she didn't have salt you know and and maybe maybe she's done a straight to pvod salt three uh film that we're not aware of but like megan fox has pivoted to action in a way that hasn't registered i I mean i think megan fox and and 50 cent just come off as the hypothetical joke additions that we all would have joked about being in these movies in 2014 you know when Mm -hmm. we're saying uh the brawny towel guy is going to be in one of these movies that's a good one that's a good one you know, like when, when we're thinking, oh, is Mr. Clean going to be in one of these? Is, mm-hmm. you know, is, is the dad from ALF going to be in these? You know, when you start. Is Major just, Dad going to be in this one? Right, right. Is the big get going to be Gerald McCraney as the villain? Or is it going to be 50 Cent? Or is it going to be Megan Fox? They're all in that soup. So yeah. I don't think that 50 Cent, 50 Cent, Curtis, 50 Cent Jackson, or Megan mm-hmm. Fox are going to be taken seriously as big gets this weekend so we'll see i mean i think i think that it's time for us to give our predictions on the on this on this top five i mean i i here's the thing and also this movie does not look very good austin said in his email i've watched this trailer this looks like a very junky version of one of these movies there's not even a hooky premise in the way that at least plane had the premise of what if a you know, passenger jet crashed in a island run by, you know, uh, 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 militias or whatever, you know, that mm-hmm. had a clear, okay, I know what's going to happen in this movie. Expendables doesn't have this. It's not like 
the trailer tells us the expendables have to go fight a villain inside of a volcano you know yeah. there's there's no hook to this and the movie does not look good um i'm going to throw one thing at you clayton before we do our top 5s one last thing yep so i know we were su- we were supposed to have wannabeo senior intern christopher was going to guest on this episode he was all set to guest had a lot of great thoughts ready to go he last minute was not able to because I mean, basically, he and his roommates partied too hard, and their internet went out. So he had no Wi-Fi. Whoa! They they partied way too hard. They party, and when I say too hard, they partied the way they should, because they're in college. So they put they should party this hard, but they partied so hard that he his internet went down, and he would not have been able to stream with us on this podcast, which is totally well, fine. Are, are they celebrating the number seven? Uh, collegiate football team in the country, Penn State. Oh, wow. The fact okay. that they are undefeated as of now and oh. number seven in the entire country, we are Penn State. Wow. Well, thank you, Clayton, then, for not partying so hard in your apartment that your internet went down. Yeah. Um. So thank you for your service on that, not, not partying so hard. But, well, thank you know, thank Warner or what uh, Warner Cable for my, you know, for my uh, service. So Christopher could not make it, but he did give me this info. He's in a room with his roommates, yes, and cool. these are all college guys. They're in the demo, and he asked them, "Do you have any interest in Expendables 4? And all of them answered, "What is that?" Oh, not no, not eh, not not no one even answered with just like a burp and then a laugh. Yeah, they answered. What is that? What is that? No, nobody said I'm interested in your mom. Or do we not know if they said that or not? Uh, He just told me that they all said, what is that? Now, they may have followed that up. With saying things that they were going to do to each other's moms, you know, all yeah. that, your mom's hot, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Just good, clean, you know, good, clean fun. But now, did Christopher say it stars the titular Tulsa King from well, the Paramount Plus show Tulsa King? And so, then they followed that with, what is that? What is that? I mean, they probably have a more of a chance of knowing what Tulsa King is than the Expendables movies because at least when they have to go home over the summer or, you know, holidays, their dads might be watching a new episode of Tulsa King on Paramount+. Yes. Plus, but they're probably not watching these Expendables movies from the early 2010s. So I would – so he did follow up. I asked him to follow up with one more question to okay. ask them – when he says Sly Stallone, what comes to mind first? And they all said Rocky. So yeah. there is full awareness of Sly Stallone as Rocky. Sly Stallone is still in the culture for, you know, 18 to 22-year-old dudes who party so hard their internet goes out. Now, do you think, and we'll get to our, you know, of course, we got to get to this. But do you yeah, think that it. if Sly had been in Creed Three? Which was a big hit and fairly recent. It would have reminded people 
young people who saw that movie, oh, this guy. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, you have Expendables 4 come out. Or if, if Stallone would have broken up a fake high school fight and shown people the error of their ways about fighting and been in a viral fabricated clip like Jonathan Majors was, mm-hmm. would that have helped this movie? I don't know if the viral fake breaking up a fight video would have helped Sly Stallone, but I do think if he had been in Creed 3 this past spring, that adds some money to the opening weekend of Expendables 4. Because one thing to note is all of the Creed movies came out after Expendables 3. That is how long ago these three Expendables movies came out. The Expendables 3 came out in 2014. Creed 1 came out in 2015. So Sly has had a resurgence since the Expendables movies, but he was not in the Creed that just came out this year. So I don't think he gets a big bump from the Creed movies. Him being in Creed 3 probably would have helped. I mean, in retrospect... Yeah, he should have done his cameo in Creed three and just got himself out there. Yeah, yeah. And and, well, the thing, too, is, you know, he was in Guardians of the Galaxy three very briefly. I don't think for enough time that it really registered all that. much. I mean, it's sort of like you you can't open a movie with Sean Gunn because he was in Guardians three. I think those movies that once you get past the first couple of people being in a Guardians movie doesn't really help you that much. Yeah. All right, well, we'll see. We'll talk about the factors that maybe affected the opening of this movie when we get to it next episode. Yes, definitely, definitely, definitely. So let's give our predictions for this coming weekend, for the weekend that will be Friday, September 22nd. So okay. would you like to go first, Clayton? I, the, I the, Currently the healthier of the two of us. I'm still slightly sickly. Wow, that's shocking. That's shocking when I'm the healthier of the two. Okay, I actually I do take that back because even though I have been sick, I think in totality, yes, you're right. I have to be healthier than you are. So, you know? do you want to go first? I'll go first then. Yes, because okay. I am I am uh, currently slated to live longer. So let me go yeah. first. So, number one at the box office. Um, it's not a slam doink. In fact, I'm not going to doink this at all. I Ooh. think none too might hold on to this. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it, that would not shock me. I'm going to go none too somehow making 10 million because I think number two is going to be expendables for making $9 million. I think this movie wow. is going to completely tank. For a lot of reasons, we'll go over when it does tank. We'll talk about that with our big special guest on the next episode. I'm going none two, number one. Expendables four opens in single digits, number two. Then I think that number three is going to be Equalizer three. Mm -hmm. Number four is going to be A Haunting in Venice. I think that's going to fall off the face of the earth and drop 60 or 70%. To like five or six million. So that's number four. And then number five is gonna be Barbie. And God, depending on how many IMAX screens Barbie gets, Barbie could get to number three. 
I have Barbie. I, I was going to say right now, but goddamn, Barbie could end up getting itself as high as three. Is there a chance that Barbie gets on enough IMAX screens where this movie gets a number one? Probably not. Yeah, definitely not. But actually, it has a chance to finish ahead of Equalizer three. I think it's definitely going to make more than my big fat Greek wedding three. So I'm going to keep it at five. That's where I'm going. Number five. Yeah. Okay. So we don't know the number of IMAX screens right now, yeah. but uh, supposedly there is a added ending or added stinger or something to this. So there is a little bit to bring people out. Plus you haven't gotten a chance really to see Barbie on IMAX. This is a movie that no. is available to buy and rent at home and it's still doing business in the theater. Now, obviously we know PVOD does not really cut into a hit movies theatrical run. Right. And you know, they're charging 30 bucks, I think to buy it, which is great. I love that. It should be a premium. It should be $50. Yes. Yes. It should be a hundred dollars. They should, it should be on. Yes. Barbie should be the cost of like a, a Floyd Mayweather fight. I absolutely agree to that. You know, if you want, if you want great entertainment, you have to pay a premium, I believe. Yeah. So number one, I am going to just say Expendables 4 because, you know, this could be one of the lowest openings we've seen in a while. Yeah. Because I also think this is going to make nine or ten. I'm going to mm. go hopefully that it makes ten. This okay. is my hope. And you've got to live in hope. Yep. Number one, Expendables 4 with $10 million. I do think the Nun 2 drops to like eight. Okay. So it's okay. going to be underneath that. So number two is going to be Nun 2. Okay. Then I think Haunting in Venice. Okay. And then I'm going to go Barbie. I, I am going to go Barbie in IMAX as number four. Okay. And then Equalizer 3. Okay. Interesting. Okay. I mean, there is definitely, I had Equalizer at number three, but the first weekend of Expendables 4 could definitely cannibalize that audience. So I, I there think is so. a chance Equalizer uh, yeah. 3 takes a pretty big hit this weekend. Um, or no one goes to see Expendables 4 and Equalizer 3 just keeps doing what it do. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So Clayton, we will see on our next episode. And listen, card subjects to change because this is a busy man who's mm-hmm. got a lot on his plate right now. But scheduled to be on our next episode of the BO Boys is the star of the Kirk Minahan show. Kirk Minahan himself is coming back to talk slides, to talk Expendables for opening weekend. Yeah. And he's going to be promoting a pay-per-view event. Because the right. Kirk Minahan show is going to pay-per-view. He's got a big live show in Saco, Maine, and it's going to be broadcast around the world. This isn't, listen, this is not a Peacock event, you know, like a W, you know, we love WrestleMania, but WrestleMania is out of pay-per-view anymore. Kirk Minahan show no. is on pay-per-view. So he'll be on to promote that, but we'll start the promotion here. I think you could probably go right now, call your local cable company, call your local cable provider, go to Barstool, and you could order the pay-per-view. And if your cable company does not carry the Kirk Minahan pay-per-view show, you write them a letter immediately. Yeah. Immediately. Or cut the cord. Or cut the cord. Or cut the cord. But definitely cut the shit. 
So oh, right gotcha, now gotcha. he is scheduled to be on the next episode of the BO Boys. Of course, card subjects change. But until then, email us. We love getting emails. We love getting boots on the ground reporting. I'm gonna I'm gonna read right now a boots on the ground report from wannabe oh boy Matt. Subject line none to on the ground report. He says, wannabe oh boy Matt here writing to say that in a screening for none to. The audience is 99% Hispanic. The old boys are right. Hispanic people are doing everything they can to keep these theaters in business. So mm-hmm. there you go. Boots on the ground reporting. None to getting a diverse audience, at least in the theater that want to be old boy Matt saw none to. And so email us the be old boys podcast at gmail.com. We love getting your emails. Follow us on social media at the BO boys pod. Want to be a senior intern, Christopher killing it with the vertical clips on uh, Twitter X and on TikTok. So follow at the BO Boys pod on those platforms. Of course, we are YouTubers. The show is simulcast both on podcast platforms and on YouTube. So if you haven't already, you got to subscribe to the BO Boys YouTube channel. It's only going to get bigger and better there. Maybe some, maybe, listen, maybe we'll do pay-per-view at some point. You know, we're not, we're not at that level, but. Who knows? But the the YouTube channel is where that kind of stuff starts. So subscribe to the BO Boys on YouTube and uh, like, subscribe, and ring that what bell. Ring that bell, and uh, of course five stars on podcast platforms, but especially on Apple Podcasts. You've been doing great. Want to be O boys? Want to be O girls? Want to be O people? People on giving us those five star reviews. Those help. New people find the show every day. So give us five stars. Say, love the show, blah, blah, blah. Great show, blah, blah, blah. Yep. 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 Helps out a lot. So, yeah. I mean, right now, next episode, Expendables 4 results with Kirk Minahan and lots to look forward to. So I I think that's it, Clayton. I think we've done it. I don't think there's anything left to say, Pat. No. Except for until next time. Will smell you at the box office. Nailed it.